Hey there, Jay. Dude, this is very good beer. Gotta get up to get, to get down. down. It's a coffee. <laughs> it's a coffee beer. Nice. I I like coffee beer stuff, like stout. Yeah, it's coffee stout. Yeah. <sighs> nice. Well, you guys shouldn't drink. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for you. Anyway, welcome to Practical Shooting After Dark. We're here to talk about shooting, and I have to say, tonight's show promises to be an absolute cracker. <laughs> we got some uh, we got some fun stuff going on. Quantic actually has a shooting topic. I'm yep. just here to talk shit, and we have a great question as well uh, from a listener. So I do think tonight's show is going to be good. Um, yeah. Good. Well, I'm going to go first. How's that sound, guys? Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Jason put out a video. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the whole thing. Watched about half of it. What I heard was Jason like being reasonable and wanting to have a conversation with people in power in USPSA about the, the recent drama going on. Not spicy enough for my taste. So uh, turn it off. I'm not going to lie to you, Jason. Turn that shit off. It's not for me. Uh, but one of the comments that came in on your video really piqued my interest a lot because it's from one of the range masters that I like the best in USPSA. One of the guys that would be like, hey, this guy's coming to work. Like, I want him as range master if I'm putting on a match. Like, he's that type of guy. One of the best. So the comment that he made, like, I'm going to criticize the comment. I like the guy. And I hope he I don't think he probably doesn't like me. But if he does <laughs> like me, I hope he still likes me after this because this is, this is critique of a point of view. That's all. And hopefully people want to change it. Anyway, I'm going to read the comment and then talk about it. So from Scott to Jason, you come off pretty arrogant. You're one member, relatively new, having joined in 2016. Good for you to have an RO cert. I suspect the correlation between being a GM or M having an RO are pretty low. I understand that every member has a voice. Why should a volunteer AD board member spend their time talking with you specifically? What have you done during that kind of respect? How many clubs have you started? How many matches have you run? How many matches have you worked? From my perspective as a 15 plus year volunteer that has run over 300 club matches, worked nationals, area, run numerous level two matches. If you want a voice in the organization, put in some work. I agree with what the board is doing. Do you not think it would be disingenuous for the board to go through the time and expense of running a special election? just to run the risk of having to do it again because the entire role and compensation of the president changes and the person elected no longer wants the job. That's no way to run a business. Bottom line, USPSA has to be run as a business if you want it to survive. The B, C, D, and U competitors pay the bills so the rest of us can play the game we love, maybe take a breath, step step back from social media and give them a chance. So I want to talk about this. Firstly, I think this attitude is poison. I think it's not a good thing, very bad thing. I want to explain why. So to answer the question here, why should a volunteer, AD, or board members spend their time talking with you specifically? Now I'm going to talk about Jason. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. But I'll say this. Jason is absolutely an opinion you should value. Five years in shooting isn't like, you know, in, in your eyes, it's, it may not be that long. But realistically, five years is a long time. And in five years, Jason's traveled to a lot of matches, shot a lot of matches. He shoots at a high level, understands shooting. It's really good. Came second at nationals one time. Uh, could be a pro shooter poser on Instagram. He could get some low-level sponsors, wear a jersey, pay for photo shoots, and pass himself off as a you know semi-pro shooter. But he doesn't do that, so I know he's not a douchebag. Uh, he actually works major matches as a range officer. Generally wants things to be fair. He's intelligent. He's a clipboard guy by trade. Uh, isn't that right, Jason? Uh, well, what do you mean there, clipboard? Well, there's two kinds of guys. Fundamentally, there's shovel guys and there's clipboard guys. Which type of guy are you? Uh, I'm a clipboard guy right now, for sure. And yeah, have well. been for the last 17 years, yeah. So Jason says so that's smart. So, so, so well, then I listen when he talks. Um, that's just my opinion about Jason. But, I mean, if you compare yourself as a listener to where Jason stacks up with the kind of the 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 resume that Jason has as a shooter and a person and all that stuff, if you don't value Jason's opinion, you don't really value anyone's. I mean, that's like a go fuck yourself to pretty much everybody. And that's, I mean, and Jason's like one of the the top like guys as far as opinions, one of the ones that I would find the most valuable, one of the most interesting. 
uh, thinks for himself and all that stuff. I mean, obviously, we should be having dialogue with all sorts of people. Um, I mean, the perspectives are different. Like right now, people that have been shooting maybe two years probably think that this is like a lot of drama or, you know, whatever, we're, that, that we're asshats or something like that. It, that's maybe a valid opinion. Uh, but, you know, everyone's perspectives are different. And it's good to engage with all sorts of different perspectives, especially like new people. Like back in my days of uh, kind of managing a bunch of employees, I would be particularly interested in employees after they'd worked for me for like three months. And I'd listen to them a lot, a lot more than people I'd had around for like five years, because the people that are only three months in, like they had a different, a totally different perspective, an outside perspective. And that was very valuable for me. Uh, as long as I'm open-minded enough to listen to what they have to say. If it's like if all the new people say, hey, this thing that everyone's doing doesn't make sense to us, then you look at it again, you know, that kind of a thing. A lot of times listening to the newest people makes a lot of sense. Anyway, um, after that, that, to answer that part of his, okay, I think I did a good job answering that anyway. Uh, but the part where he's talking about how many matches have you run, how many matches have you worked, my perspective is 15 plus year volunteer and the club matches and all that stuff. Um, if you want a voice in the organization, put in some work. I mean, this, this is not good. Uh, and what I mean is this is fundamentally, this isn't what volunteerism is. Volunteerism is like doing stuff to help other people. When it's like, hey, you have to do this thing. And after you do this thing, now you get to kind of like lord over other people and tell them to shut the fuck up because you volunteered. Well, that's not really... That's not really what volunteerism is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be like this. I mean, you want to listen to the people that you're volunteering to serve, I, I guess, not tell them to shut the fuck up uh, if they have something to say. I mean, that's anyway, that, that's not what it about. it's about. And then after this, the, the argument put forth here about what Jason actually wanted to talk about, how he agrees with the board, because if the board did what it's going to do later, that would potentially have some negative ramifications, so it should do what it's going to do now. You're not even really addressing the, hey, why is the board doing this or should the board do this at all question? I mean, the, the, it's a low effort opinion. It's like the opinion sucks. Like it's just not, it doesn't really speak to anything we're talking about. Uh, and honestly, in, a, in a, uh, such a low effort opinion degrades the resume that you gave earlier. Well, you know what I mean? Like if that's such a stellar resume, why does the opinion why is it so low effort? Why is it not like even speaking to what we're talking about? Um, and all of this, like this level of shittiness, honestly, is in response to a guy who's doing things the right way. Jason's being calm. He's being reasonable. He's being boring. All of that stuff. And he still gets shit on. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Um, and this would be this is a more general message to the people in USPSA that really don't like me. Uh, this is why I do the trolling and the memes and the hyperbole and the shit talking. This is why I do this, because there's no reason to be diplomatic at all. Um, you know, you might as well let you guys have it with both barrels when I have something to say, because that's the only thing that gets a response. Emailing my AD like a good boy, it's never accomplished a fucking thing ever. So this is what you guys get. Anyway, that's my rant. What do you have to say about that, uh, Mr. Kim? You'll yes. be the voice of reason here. So, um, before uh, before joining USPSA, I was actually uh, working for a nonprofit organization for seven years. It was a very successful nonprofit organization. It's pretty worldwide, big organization. And as I was working there, um, one thing that I really didn't feel that which made the organization successful was the gap between the higher tier member, I should say, like sort of say board director or the president of the organization. I haven't felt like there was a gap between or like role uh, differentiation, meaning like, hey, uh, I'm the board member, so you don't get to talk to me or I don't listen to you type of a thing wasn't there. Um, and I think like having people more equality between no matter where the ranking you are or no matter what the position you are i think that really made the organization i worked for really successful i'm not saying uspsa people are doing that but some are and i know mm -hmm. and some are not actually um 
like especially like uh, recently I got to talk to some area directors too and some of them were definitely very approachable and then uh, specifically like my area director when I was talking to him uh, I didn't feel like a gap between him and I uh, gap in, in terms of like his area director I'm the area director so I'm not going to listen to most of you and even if I listen I'm just going to talk whatever I want I didn't feel that you didn't get that vibe from him that he like look they didn't want to listen for mine for mine but I am seeing somewhere I'm not particularly saying area directors here uh, it could be other positions too but definitely there are some areas where I feel like uh, people uh, people think there is some gap and not I'm not talking about only for higher tier USPSA staff even at matches too the culture right now in USPSA is like the new shooters or shooters that are not ROs kind of treat ROs as if they are working for USPSA and kind of associate differently to ROs, if that makes sense. Don't you feel that sometimes when you go to local matches and shooters are like, I'm not the RO, and feel like they're treating the ROs as if like a staff of USPSA rather than just a member? This is a voluntary sport. Uh, ROs are members. Area directors are members. Everybody actually over here, I mean, not including the employee, actual employees, but this is a member-ran organization. So I think there's a some people actually trying to create gap between like RO versus regular shooter, uh, C, D, C class shooter compared to master GM shooters. Like the dividing I think it's a really big thing going on in our sport, and I think this is just a detrimental to the sport. Everybody is a member, no matter if you are Deathstalker, um, Grandmaster, like War Champion, Seeking Shooter, or if you are just you want to you want to shoot a Glock 19 this weekend, BCC next weekend, just having fun. It actually everybody is an equal member. However, a lot of people try to kind of divide depends on the participation level or depends on how much serve quotation mark serve you do to the organization i think that has to be first broken and what i really strongly feel right now is uspsa is extremely understaffed like i i get it w one thing the commentary was saying is hey you need to put in work to the organization and that's basically telling whether people like it or not. This sport is extremely understaffed. Uh, I personally think like major sport, like look at NFL or even IPSC as well. It's a lot better staffed and not only better staffed, it's more a variety of, of people. I think a lot of the people in the USPSA or I should say the staff was focusing on the increasing number, member number and facilitating the matches. But however, who is actually a professionally qualified sport, like a marketer or a sport organization worker? Do you know what I mean? Like who has an experience of working for NFL or NBA, uh, whatever like that? We're missing a big part in our organization to have a variety of backgrounds. And I, I think there's a lot of people who did a good job increasing the number and like maybe perhaps in, team, in terms of creating revenue, because that's really, a lot of the times, uh, USPSA announcement section was, yeah, announcing, hey, we have so many members now. We uh, had carry optics is the biggest uh, division now. Things like that, uh, really focusing on the number. But I think there's not enough staff to make this sport as a big sport, especially like not having a professionally experienced uh, personnel that has experience in the major sport. Things like that is really missing out. What do you think? So we want people with different backgrounds to like sum it up. Absolutely, we we need more staff for sure. I would just, yeah, okay. Mr. Jason, so your thoughts on my rant? Sorry for talking about shit about you personally. Can't help myself. Oh, it is, it's all good. Um, <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying. Um, I, I see I see your point. And and so if I could quickly kind of jump back real quick, why I even made the video to begin with. Um, so Area One Director put something on their Facebook page and they specifically called out this group of people 
that is M and GM level shooters <laughs> that are wanting to take over the sport and change it. And they want to exclude uh, B and C and D class shooters. And they think of themselves as serious competitors. And so, you know, that really <laughs> kind of bugged me because I've been on other podcasts. I had a podcast of my own and we talked about a lot of these things. And so I was like, I am in this group they're talking about. And I was like, you know what? Hey guys, I think there's a misunderstanding here. I think you don't understand where this group is coming from. I'm in this group. Jason. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is where I have to tell you, I think you have a misunderstanding. Oh, no, 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 no. I now realize where the misunderstanding is at. Totally. 100%. But I was sitting there thinking like, Hey, maybe these guys just, maybe they'll just want to talk to someone. And even if they view me as the opposition, Hey, I'm an open book. I will straight up tell you at least where we're coming from. Hey, this is where we see this issue and this is our stance and what we see you guys are doing. I'm giving you like a free playbook to, to basically go look at the other team's playbook and, and maybe you just, you can see where they're coming from. And at the very least you can use it for your benefit. Maybe I'll actually make it through and let them understand, Hey, you know what? It, it, it's not that we don't like this one specific rule change, and that's why we gripe and bitch about stuff. It's because you constantly make all these rule changes. And from my standpoint, personally, it seems like every decision was made just to increase profits. And the quality of the product, which is the sport and the overall match, can suffer. We don't give a shit about that. If we can get three more dollars in for that active, that, 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 that match from that one shooter that's never shot before, that we will screw over everybody else. You know what I mean? And that's just where I was coming from. Well, I, I mean, like, yeah, so, I won't be so you're saying, I'll tell you what, what I told Matt before this whole thing started, months and months ago, I told him before he went in, I was like, you know, they're going to, like, you're going at these people. They're going to they're gonna lie about you. That's what they're going to do. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what they're going to go with, but they don't, like, they don't have a sort of rebuttal for your critique of what's happening. It's like, effectively, like, um, they don't have they don't have anything. So what they're going to do is is tell lies about you. And this lie, essentially, that taking over the sport to exclude B and C D class people, that is that has become the company line I've seen over the last it, few days from a lot of yep. these people. That's the lie they're going to go with. Yep. That's fine. Bring that shit on. People will see through it. I don't give a fuck. Um, regular listeners to this, like they know we're not about that. That's not what we're talking about is like excluding anybody or any shit like that. Like when we right. say we want the match to be fair, that means for everybody. Yes. How, how hard like, is that to that understand? Includes everybody. How, how hard is that what? to understand? <laughs> they don't like, it's, it's not, it's not an unintentional, it's not an unintentional misunderstanding. Well, so I thought that. And I was like, let me make this video. And, and I was at first, I was going to go the route of. of Maybe I'm of, too cynical. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'll, 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 I'll hit on that in a second. So I was thinking, well, I talked to my area director. I'm going to email him and say, hey, I want to do this. And I said, you know what, though, man? Nothing gets done that way. I said, I'm going to basically be out and I'm going to tag these people on this video so they at least have to come across it. And, and I thought. I realized that, hey, I'm just one person, and it's like, who this is this guy? One person, he thinks he speaks. But I was like, look, I'm not going to be combative. I'm not going to be argument. I mean, I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I'll rebuttal. I will offer rebuttals to your to 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 your arguments. Yeah, you're going to hold their going, feet to the fire, but you're not going to be an asshole about it. Exactly, and I'm not going to be like, yeah. So, and, and and I'll admit, there's times in the past where I've, you know, I maybe made the meme or put the story up there. But I mean, at the same time, by no means am I like a shit stir really i mean like big time so you you're thinking right. you don't you're you're the other direction so it's funny that you say anyways i do want to comment so i made that video real quick uh yesterday morning and ben messages me and he's like bro you're totally wasting your time he's like he's yeah. like but if anybody can if anybody's the person to do it it's you and i was like oh okay well maybe i was like oh maybe they'll see you know and of course i got messages from certain people and they were just basically like you guys just don't like the answer. You hear, we tell you the answer, and you don't want to hear it. It's like no, no it's no, like no. you know, it's like when you tell us bullshit, we call it out. So, and I'm just trying to, and then I just tried to go into detail and said, hey, look, we don't think that's correct. I'm not saying you're a liar, this person I'm talking to, but I'm, I I'm saying he is. 
But I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying, I know you believe that, but we don't believe that that's accurate. And it's, it's, it's a weird situation, but I want you to at least see that and maybe go, Hey, are we, cause I, I go all, I ask myself all the time, am I an idiot? Am I, am I wrong on this? <laughs> and because I want to know, like, man, you know, they're really stubborn to that point or really fixed on that position. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Maybe I need to reevaluate, take a three thousand a view from three thousand feet above, and go. Maybe I'm wrong. And in, in case in point was the email or the excuse me the document that came out that said the whole hop, before Hopkins is in the tent, we got to really rush this through <laughs> get before Hopkins is in the tent. And what and and, and what Did I'm you seeing see on sure what's answer to that? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm about to talk about. I see the board member come back. Board members come back and go. Well, we're not doing that, and it's like it's right there, and it's out of context. I'm like, what's out of context? Provide us the context. <laughs> yeah, provide us to the, me slowly, like I'm five years old. Yeah, no, no, provide us the context, and then they say, well. You know, we're not trying to hide anything from Matt. We weren't trying to rush anything through from Matt. I'm like, you literally said it right there. What well, do you that mean? it's like there was a pretty big gap where they didn't have an Area 3 director. Yeah. It, it's and then they might thing. say, like, yeah. well, we we put Matt on the board because we want Matt on the board. It's like, no, you guys no, you don't didn't. really politically have a choice. You Matt don't. got elected. What are you going to put on one of your cronies for no. like, and, and for I like thought the, three months? And then, then the Matt thing, starts man. his elected term? Like, what are you going to do? I thought the same thing. And you know what? I didn't realize, I didn't think it through. They didn't have to put anybody on the board is, is what they were getting at. They could have left that spot vacant. No, they can't, months. though. They cannot I, make I know, these no, no, no. moves without ben, I know that. being represented. They can't do it. I know that. And, and if they would have done it without Matt being on the board, the person that literally just won the election for the vacant yeah. position that's in question, it would have been obvious what they were doing. Their hands were tied, but they, yes. they're gaslighting us. And I hate to use that word because that's a <laughs> stupid word. But that's essentially it's, what they're doing is they're basically making you think you're crazy. <laughs> no, they're like, that's just not working. I don't think that's pointed at people like me. They're trying to no. make other people think that. They are. They're telling like, you, no, no, no. This is not what it looks like. This is not exactly <laughs> what it looks like. This is, this is not exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And like, you don't have the context. You don't know. You're not involved. You're we not gave involved. you the answer, buddy. You just and don't like the you, answer. We gave you the answer, and you just don't like it. That's what I'm being told and what I'm hearing everywhere. Like, and I've been hearing it. It's, it's, I just, it's hard for me to take that and believe I, Jason, I, I, we, I, we've been talking about the, I've been telling you what has been going on for a few months. I told you that this was going to be revealed to people, and I told you it might uh, be painful, might upset some people, but this is what has to happen. A lot of people need to see this, what you're and saying. Ben, and and, and I, I am. And, but what have I been, every time you and I have talked about the last year or two about stuff like this, I've always been what? The devil's advocate as far as according, according to what you were saying, right? Yes. Like, ben, that's not right. Hey, I know this person. I think this person's really a good dude, a good person. <laughs> I've been saying all that stuff. And yes. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm kind of pissed off about it. Because I just, I'm convinced now that that's, I've been just, smoke has been blown up my ass. Yeah, I was blowing smoke like, rings. And, and for the acute, uh, well, not acute, for the astute uh, viewers who were watching earlier when Mr. Kim complimented his area director's openness. Like, I'm not trying to be an a-hole to Kim. Kim, like, you had smoke blown up your ass. Like, you'll see it eventually. Like, <laughs> things are coming. It's going to be. Awesome. I can't wait. The the openness uh, is referred to willingness to talk, not willingness to share information. He's willing oh, no. to talk. He's not willing, willing to answer talk. questions, and he's not willing yes. to listen. My, yes. I, I mean, uh, I, during I, the I, conversation, he was continuously making uh, or continuously reminding me there are many things by the contract that he's not allowed to share. I hear it every time. Yes, a lot yeah, of it's, it's the it's the standard BOC company line stuff, which is my fiduciary duty, my health of the organization, or my confidentiality. It's the same shit every time. Well, they explain like they explain they don't really explain, but it's like oh, for the reasons that are above your pay grade, we have to do things a certain way. Yes, the openness hey. I felt was that I was able to share all my uh, questions to him. I, I said everything I wanted to say. Oh. I'm not saying I got all the answers, but that was what I made me feel like openness that he was actually listening to all all the things I have to say. 
and, and I want to say that my director does the same. They they will he will suffer through me um rambling on for in for for a long long period so i mean i i you know there is that and i appreciate that but um i will agree with wansick that the and to be again i will be still right now i'll be devil's advocate you know i understand that there are some things that they have to discuss in private so i get that and when i ask questions and they can't tell me there's times where i accept it because i can see it but i'm just telling you on the stuff that's come out you know what I mean? And, and another thing I'm seeing from the entire board, so I don't want to single out, I don't want to make this like I'm having a beef with my director, but the entire board I've seen, maybe not the entire board, from minus one person that you guys can imagine who I'm talking about. <laughs> it was very, very, it, per my perspective, it was very opt- uh, apparent that the board had no problem with anything Foley did. They were all in Foley's camp. And I'm just using these words and these terms. Now they're seeming to tell the story that, man, they knew Foley had to go. They've been seeing it, and the writing was on the wall, and they were true. Didn't, didn't I tell you, Jason, months ago this would be the line? Yeah, yeah. Didn't I tell you that they would eject Foley, then turn around, the story would change, and now Foley's yep. a bad president? And You did. Oh, boy, he had to go. I told you that was going to happen. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even remember, but you did. I, and I was sitting there thinking, like, I'm I'm over it because I know I mean, all, like all, Jason, all I'm doing the, is pissing people off, and I know that, and that's not my intention. But well, no, people need to hear it. Like not the people you're pissing off, but the people need to hear it. Now I have seen some stuff online, and it's made me laugh. Where people are wondering, like, why the board is so sensitive to the stuff I say. They're very sensitive to it. Like Bruce wrote, uh, Bruce One wrote like a thesis paper on Facebook about a video I put on YouTube. Like, why are they so sensitive? Good question. People, you should start thinking about that. Why are they so sensitive to the uh, sort of the accusations I've been making or the kind of the critique I have of how they've been doing things? They are very sensitive to it. They really don't like it, but they don't really address it head on, not not in an honest way. So uh, <laughs> you should examine that for yourselves why you think that might be the case. So one thing I can confidently say is I'm more of a stats guy, like looking at numbers. I like to just look around USPSA website, practice score, things like that. So like this year was the first year at nationals that had more. So all the other nationals, B class was the dominant class. This was the first year that has master class was the most dominant. The 2021 uh, optic carry optic and PCC nationals, we had 116 masters and B class was 93. Uh, Grandmaster, 73. That 73 Grandmaster number, haven't seen any nationals previously. Also master class being the most dominant class as well. So what this is telling me is the trend is changing. As a USPSA uh, members, the newer shooters, uh, maybe not like certain age group, but just generally newer shooters are more motivated. And I find people approaching this not as a social event but more as a motivation in their life to find energy and spend their energy and passion to it and that's exactly how i got into the sport so around the time i'm getting into and jason's getting into all the newer members are getting into this sport for finding motivation and passion not just a social event and this trend is definitely changing to push people to be a better shooter and perhaps even better competitors like especially this year too at nationals too, I've seen many people's actually trying to make the right calling score callings too. So now like we're seeing people prior to this nationals, I've seen so many area times where people are trying to get doubles, for example. I'm not saying it disappeared, but I'm seeing more people trying to get the right scores. So as people's the newer members mindset is completely changing, the trend is changing, USPSA has to change. There's no question about that. Yeah. So the question is, are we well, going to facilitate the trend? I'm, I'm sorry to say this, mm-hmm. but we've been focusing for so long on how much money we make and how mm-hmm. many members there are in that and like what the magazine looks like. And people don't talk about the culture of USPSA. People exactly. don't talk about what it's about. People don't, you know, like not, you know, you know what I mean? It's like all that shit just gets ignored. And honestly, it's kind of degenerated. It used to be a lot more, I guess, honest or like straight up. And now it's like, it kind of changed where 
people don't give a fuck in a lot of a lot of cases about like getting the right call or you know just taking 10 you know 10 or 15 seconds to have a quick back and forth to make sure you you get the right solution to a problem that kind of thing it's like they just yes. don't care which is sad yes the motivated new members has to be kept motivated not discouraged absolutely and when you tell them they have to be around for 15 years and start 40 clubs and work 88 nationals before they have a say it's kind of like okay like fuck you that ends up being the answer so i mean that a lot they don't people don't say that but it's like it's like all right fuck it then like i'm I'm not not gonna do that well and and i feel like my response to that person's comment was really good i was like you know you need to be careful on this 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 metric you're using to qualify people that are now valid to speak because there's always somebody out there more more qualified than you and you may you may be able to overrule me until the next guy comes out and tells you you're wrong because he's got one more match than you you know what I mean and so that's why I think that whole that whole mindset is is stupid and, and wrong uh, it's poison also, it's absolute poison. poison and also what I did not want to do was exactly what that person was. I didn't want to have to give my resume to that person. Well, I'll tell you my first If the person cares about your resume, then they're not worth listening to anyway. Exactly. Well, and that person looked me up. So he went to USPSA to look me up to see if I was RO certified and when I joined to then be able to discredit me. And my argument, but again, what would it, what would it have had to say when he looked you up? It could say you're a CRO and you joined in, uh, I don't know, in 2008. Not right. good enough, buddy. Nope, not good enough. Sorry. And I'll tell you what it didn't say was that I was the president of the club that I, second year in the sport, I, I took over the club as president, and I, I put on every USPSA match and IDPA match for two years at that club. Doesn't say that. He didn't right. know that. But No, it didn't say that. And it didn't say, like, well, my, like my perspective is, like, I show up at your club because you want to give the guys a class. And right. I show up and do the class, do the stuff. You're pretty quiet, but you know, you're doing the, you're doing the drills and doing all that shit. I come back the next year. I'm like, holy shit, this guy listened. This guy practiced. This guy's open-minded. Like that's usually not the case that somebody like actually applies all the shit. Like that's what I saw. And you're, and I know like, oh, you're helping out the club. You're doing this, you're doing that. I'm like, oh, this is, this is exactly the sort of member that you want to like this. You want this person to flourish. But uh, not good enough. Sorry, buddy. Work some nationals. Shut the fuck up, I guess. Pretty much. All right, Mr. Kim, you have a shooting yes. topic. Let's get after yes. it. Yes. So um, I shot nationals, carry optics nationals. And on our training, pro- uh, training group, uh, we have a lot of reviews for their nationals footage, people's nationals. And I wanted to share a couple common, I sort of say mistake or things people should do to uh, make the score better, especially at nationals. Uh, The first thing was a lot of people still thinking in terms of engagement right to left or left to right all the time. So you go to a position, there's multiple targets. A lot of people think in terms of I'm going to shoot left to right or right to left. Sometimes not shooting it right to left or one directional can be helpful. So one of the specific example I saw multiple times was, uh, for example, uh, one of the stages at Nationals had uh, targets on the right side and targets on the left side, and they were wide enough to be most likely like 180 degree transition, left to right. So there's like three target right, three target left. And like there's mini popper and like partial targets too. So in this kind of case, when you shoot the one side and you make a wide swing to the other side, try to pick a easiest target and the lowest risk target. So if you have like a super tight no shoot and an open target like next to each other, a lot of people still think like right to left. So a lot of people I saw actually make a wide transition to a tight no shoot target and then finish on the open target. If you think about it, What's the likelihood of making mistake when you make a wide transition versus super short transition? If you are transitioning into a no-shoot target after wide swing, it's likely that you may be tensing things up or maybe index was a little bit off. Uh, Then you might end up over-confirming or better hit. But if you simply just transition to the one right next to it, which is an open target, the likelihood of making serious mistake is a lot less. So now, simply... 
if you actually measure the time in the drill, the time will be pretty negligible when the target is close to each other. And the, the target specifically was like side by side, not even a foot away, maybe a foot away from each other. So just going to the open and then wide transition, I mean, a short transition to the no shoot will make things a lot easier. And then there's another situation where a similar situation, so like a couple targets downrange and there's more, more, a couple target on the left side. And a lot of people shot the middle section stopped because there's a wall, you can't move on that one. And then people try to walk backward on the targets on the left. So now you're shooting on the move away from the target, going backward from the target. And in that specific case, there was like a open target and no shoot target too. And a lot of people, because the uh, because open target was closer transition, a lot of people shot open, open, no shoot. But by the time they shot no shoot target, they were like already four steps moving backward. Now you increased a lot of distance to that no shoot target. And if you're in that case, simply, yeah, pass, just go through the target, don't shoot it, and then start on the no shoot target as you're walking out. Then now you're shooting the no shoot target on your first, first step of the shooting and the move. So now you're shooting a lot closer to the motion target. Again, this is going to make a lot easier and less mistake. And this type of a thing, even, I mean, theoretically, if you shot same splits and same confirmation and everything, even if you shot it later after four steps passed, theoretically, if you're lucky, you're going to be same hit factor because you're moving the same amount of steps anyways. But if you shoot that same split, compared to someone shot it four steps closer, the likelihood now shooting a no shoot is a lot higher. So things like that, actually not thinking just in terms of left to right, right to left, and actually thinking in terms of minimizing the risk, it's gonna be a very important, especially at nationals. Uh, one good strategy at nationals is not going full capacity, full efficiency, actually staying as safe as possible. That's very good strategy. And one thing uh, Ben said is on PSTG podcast, I think episode 41 visualization podcast episode, Ben, one thing mentioned about when I look at a stage, I try to look at a part where I can get a penalty and try to work the way around it. So basically thinking in terms of like that, maybe choosing a risky target first, maybe aspect wise, it may be not the most efficient in a per se because you're not going right to left. In terms of angle of transition, it may be a little more, but the actual time difference is actually very little, but the reward over there or reducing the risk is a lot greater. And like one, another stage that had like the most difficult swinger on the Ed Nationals was like a top triangle Ipsic target swinging pretty fast and pretty wide. That was like the most difficult swinger at the match. And I saw people shooting further away than necessary. So like that particular stage, the starting position was in the front of the stage anyways, you, you were like 15 yards away from the swinger. So a lot of the people, especially in the super squat, shot it at 15 yards, which is the closest you can shoot to the swinger. But some people actually shot that like 20 to 25 yards away because they think dimensionally it's a little, little less step. So they can save maybe three steps by doing that. And a lot of people took a miss on that. And is that really a good strategy to actually finish strong at nationals? Maybe Kim. it's a good strategy for a stage win. Kim, mm -hmm. this actually dovetails very nicely into the, the listener question. Yes. From a high-level CO shooter. So you guys mm -hmm. knows what's up. Thank you for continuing producing great shows. I have a question about a specific stage in this year's CO nationals. Stage 17 with two very fast-moving swingers. Each one has uh, only the top half of uh, IPSC target on it. I, I I reviewed some footage of this stage. Kim shot the stage. I think I know what he's talking about. Okay. The distance is about 15 yards, but some risky plans require to, to shoot them uh, 20 or 22 yards far away. My thinking is to be ultra safe, seeing 80% of the people have mics on them. Uh, the practice score competitor app shows about 2.6 seconds worth for each mic. So I want two passes on each swinger, firing two shots the first pass, one shot the second pass. Each extra pass is about 1.5 seconds of time. Final time is 26 with good hits. But I see many super squad shooters doing 21, 22 seconds with one or two mics. 
all of them, I saw the videos and all of them went one pass on each of these swingers. My question for you in the panel, did I go too conservatively on these targets? Seems I lost four seconds by probably by most probably avoiding one mic and somewhat likely avoiding two mics. What would you do in a national shooting minor in this setting? Would you risk with one pass on each swinger that may end up with one mic on each, maybe going conservatively and risking with just one pass on each about the same? Looking at my score, my run, no mic but quite slow, and max is around 21 sec but two mics, end up with almost identical score. But I keep thinking maybe if I do one pass or three shots, I can be both safe and fast. This has been bothering me since the Nationals. I want to hear what you're thinking. Yes, thanks again. I want to start. I want to start. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it is better in this case to take one pass on the swinger. It is. Um, the mics are risky. I hate eating mics, but it is better to take one pass. Now, because of the way the factor is set up, this is kind of a feature of, of this, the way the stage is designed. I, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on the stage design or anything like that. It's difficult to predict the factors and whatever when you set the stage up. But the stage would have been um, uh, like the stage would have taken away this element by lowering the factor to uh, allow you the time to take multiple passes on the swinger. Now, the, the way the factor, the stage factor is um like that it's higher where you basically you get one pass worth and maybe you get a mic maybe you don't it kind of makes it a little bit of a crapshoot because as you're seeing the top guys in the sport cannot consistently nail the swingers in a in a single pass anyway they're taking mics left and right so the this thing is a crapshoot in terms of uh, a shooting test even at the highest levels of the game that's why this is bothering you that fundamentally is the problem here no, there's not really a good way around it. I'm sorry. Anyway, Mr. Kim, your thoughts. I totally agree with you. Uh, I, oh, shit, I really? I took one past three shots. Uh, and, but I didn't get a penalty, but other mistake. Uh, my time wasn't really 21 seconds. Uh, so here's, here's like another... 19, I'm sure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so th this is something that I really paid attention to. Uh, by the way, the super squad people, pretty much everybody shot the same plan in terms of which positions they hit, but the strategy was different. Like in terms of target engagement uh, order, uh, I was, I think I was the only one that's different than other people. So what other people did is basically there's two swingers in two different positions and almost everybody in the super squad shot the swinger as a last target of their array and then left. So what they're telling me is if they call a mic, they're going to move on because they don't want to sit there and then wait for another pass. Well, that and but, like, again, at the speed of that target, realistically yes. within the ability levels people have, your 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 ability to accurately call the shots becomes very marginal, realistically yes. speaking. And the makeup shot is also not guaranteed hit. No, when you say take three, it's like that was a it, lot yeah. of times in that case, like it's, it's you're better off not trying to cram on extra shots onto the same pass. Yeah. Speaking from experience there. Mm -hmm. I did just one thing differently than other people to make it maybe like a plan B type. So yes, my initial plan is to shoot three shots, one pass, like a lot of other shooters did. But what I did is I actually came into the swinger position first. So I would activate popper and then swinger. And then I have two more targets left. Both are open targets. So whatever happens let's say my dot just turned off or flickered whatever happened and i need absolutely need makeup shot then i had open target waiting for me to do something in between for waiting on another pass so if i if i shoot bam 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 swinger is gone and i need makeup shot then i have an open target to shoot something and then come back to the swinger so in that case i am at least making a possible plan b whereas almost everybody in the super squad uh, finish the swinger and then they left and if they like had a malfunction all they can do is just wait and that swinger spot they can't yeah. they don't have anything else to shoot so that kind of thing is also another factor that people can think of to make less damage or make things safer yeah um good jason anything to say yeah real quick what was the hit factor on that stage average not just for the super squad but average really okay well, low super... like five okay uh, yeah, so like 
Um, I was listening to a podcast, this this show, years, years ago, and you and Matt, Ben, you and Matt were talking about, like, what does it take, you know, what does it cost you to eat a Charlie? What does it cost you to eat a Mike? And, and, and basically, I even asked Matt this question. We were shooting a match when I was kind of first getting started. I said, Matt, should I have made that shot up? And he's like, well, could you have made that shot up and scored an A within two seconds? And I was like, no. I, I was like, maybe, but not, probably not. And he's like, yeah, so th- there you go. Um if it's going to take you a second and a half for the pass to come back out and get more shots on it, and you can't guarantee that they're a going to be even hits or good hits, then that's basically what it boils down to. And then real quick, um, people I've seen people, I, I tell people all the time, they shouldn't do this. You, you get a really aggressive swinger, maybe even got some penalty targets around it. And they're thinking, Hey, well, I don't want to take the time for more passes. So I'm going to squirt three or squirt, squirt two. What, what people don't realize is um, what you end up doing is, you don't even you, you start to aim, but the moment it comes time to pull the trigger, you're really just focusing on pulling the trigger as fast as you can. So you almost stop aiming uh, and you flinch up. And so you're just inviting penalties and misses because, you know, it's, it's not a really good aimed first shot and then a really quick second shot. That's the intent. But what really happens is your first shot goes to hell. And then your second shot's just another turd. And then you, you, you now run the risk of, sh- you know, missing twice. So, uh, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I just wanted to add that little part with think about how yeah. long it's going to take you to make it up. And mm-hmm. that's guaranteeing an A and then ask, is it worth it? Yeah. All right. Well, I've got one more thing to say, and this is, I guess, just to close off our discussion on the ongoing battle with the board of directors, you know, except for Matt, of course. Uh, things are headed in a good direction, I think. A lot of people are kind of seeing the larger picture here. Um, the, the the BOD guys, they have kind of in their minds become the organization, which is kind of weird. Uh, if you're friends with the Area 1 director on Facebook, you should, he, really wrote, he wrote that thesis paper I mentioned earlier about this, accusing us of wanting to burn the organization down. And that's, that's not true. I just want to burn down people like Bruce. Um, uh, the organization's <laughs> going to be fine. Um, and I, I was wrong about something. I was. I was wrong. Um, I can't admit what I'm wrong. I was like, we fucked up endorsing Foley. I mean, he ran the best campaign back then. <laughs> fucked up endorsing him. But I was quick to be like, hey, we got a problem here. So I can admit. Very I'm wrong. quick. Uh, yes, I was very quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got on Team Foley, then I got right the hell off. Um, I made another mistake. I, I actually underestimated Matt. I did. Um, now, like Matt's attributes, he's a good guy. You know, he's a big heart. He really he cares. Like, he wants people to be happy. He's open-minded. That stuff. The reason people like Matt, he's, he's pretty honest. He's pretty reasonable. He's open-minded. That kind of thing. You look at Matt, and you're like, yeah, this guy's like the right type of personality to be like USPSA president type guy. You know, he's he really does listen to people, and he cares. And he's got some perspective and industry job and, like, semi-pro shooter type of thing. So he kind of mixes with those people, but he's not – he doesn't really think that way, like, you know, and he helps out at his club, really involved in his section match this year, that kind of stuff. Like, Matt's really well-rounded in, in that way. He's a good guy. And he listens. Like, earlier on this year when he was uh, talking about his uh, position on issues, he started talking about changes he would make to Steel Challenge. And right away, the feedback he was getting was, hey, Matt, shut the fuck up about this. Like, Steel Challenge people are generally happy. Just leave it alone. You, I mean, you know, with, with your background, you're just going to piss people off. And he, like, immediately takes that feedback on board. He didn't get mad at anybody. He didn't get mad at me. Like, it was just he takes the feedback, boom. And he – not because he wants votes, but because he wants to do the right thing, you know? Uh, so, anyway, that's Matt's attributes. But, um, man, I, I underestimated him. When he, as he's seeing, as you've seen, Jason, kind of the personalities are revealing themselves. Matt's figuring out what he's really up against. I've seen him turn into a, a warrior, honestly. Like, people think he's my puppet. And we talked, like, Matt and I have talked about this a lot. Like, that's going to get thrown at him. He's going to address it. I have to address it. Like, he's not my puppet. He's not. Uh, but people are always going to say that. It's just the way it is. But th- the truth is, he's kind of my hero. Um I'm really not capable of doing what Matt's doing right now, like being on the board and playing it cool with these guys, even though they're trying to fuck them in the ass on the back end, like all this stuff, like, and he's got to go into these meetings while I'm actively antagonizing the shit out of these people (laughs) 
for the purpose of emotionally getting them off balance. So when they deal with Matt, they can't think straight. You know what I mean? Like he's dealing with this and he's a fucking champ. I mean, it, it is, it's like, what's going on, Matt? It's like, yeah, I got a board meeting tonight. I'm like, oh, buddy, I was busy last week. You're going to be in for it tonight. He's like, fuck me. I know <laughs> it's great, <laughs> but he's, but he's, he's holding up to it. He's doing great. Um, uh, so I've, I'm very impressed with his discipline and his focus, and uh, I think he's uh, he's kicking ass. So I'm I I did I did not give him due credit uh, before we started this, and this is a guy I've known a long time, but I I didn't know him that well. I'm getting to know him better, and I like what I'm seeing. I'll say that. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I have to say. Can I say something about the puppet thing? Because I've heard people ask that or bring that up, and it's like yeah, I, I just say hey, let's to this person or anybody that might think that you know it's like let's look at your own life there's people that you hang out with click up with that you agree with if you were to ask them a question they would probably give the same answer as you would but are they your puppet are they your puppet master is that a real thing do people have puppet masters to where you literally have to let them run your life i mean how common is that because that just does not something that that goes on in my life so it seems awkward that somebody else would think that would happen uh yeah i mean it gets a little revealing of their own sort of thinking yeah and i'm not like i've said that that i've kind of used that as a you know basically hey maybe you maybe that's something you do but not everybody else does and i'm not trying to be an asshole but not right now when i ask the question but i'm just saying maybe look at it like because i bet most people don't do that like but uh, they, i mean but they it's easy to think that's going to be they think that's going to happen because they've been told that let's just be well, like the, the the reality is like that's not my puppet i like but like Matt and I understand the problems fundamentally the same way, but we each understand we have a different part to play. Thanks. Matt yes, is a exactly. great leader that people like can get behind. Like he has broad support across the country. People really like him. He doesn't, you know, I mean, look, my personality flaws are on full display. I'm not fit to be, <laughs> I just shouldn't be president. I, I don't, I don't need to be president by proxy. I don't want that shit. My place is right where I am behind a microphone making some fucking noise because I have the cognitive and rhetorical tools to do damage to the fuck sticks that run the show right now. This is what I need to be doing. This is my place. Uh, and I, I accept that. I don't, I should say, I don't want to be doing this. Like this is uncomfortable. This pisses people off and like it, you know, burns bridges, builds resentment, all of that shit. I would rather just sit this one out, but we all have our part to play. And it's like, if I don't, you know, kind of spread the word about what's going on here. Who the fuck's going to do it? So it's like, no. we're kind of forced into that. If Matt, Matt knows if he doesn't step into the ring on this one, who's going to do it? Who else can do what he's doing in the organization? They, not many, if anyone, like, like, uh, the guys that, uh, well, Adam, like Frank Rizzi, area seven stepping up. Like we need him. You know what I mean? Like he gets it. Like we need, like we need the, the people, like they know who they are. Like they have shit they need to do now. If they want this fixed, we got to work together. All right, that's it. Was it a cracker of a show, guys? I like absolutely. <laughs> Great. I knew you guys would enjoy it. <laughs> knew you would. Any listeners, if you have a question you'd like the answer to, go to bensonstar.com. Send me your question. If you'd like to personally attack me, go to Jason Bradley's Facebook page. <laughs> And just send it to him. Call uh, me names. I don't be the first. Yeah. I really don't give a shit about hearing it. 